0: Christy is from the Springs. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 8th of September 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. There's never a dull moment in the Argentine political scene, and if last week was tense, the last few days have been absolute chaos or close. In an unexpected turn of events, on Thursday the 1st, a 35 year old man showed up at Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner's house in Buenos Aires city and pointed a gun at her head. Although he tried to pull the trigger, the gun did not go off, sparing the life of the VP. Video footage of the attack quickly spread across the news and social media, prompting all sorts of responses. While some, including the president, called it the most serious attack on democracy since its restoration four decades ago, others were skeptical about the veracity of the attack, Almost everyone, however, condemned the event. A few hours after the attack, close to midnight, President Fernandez spoke in a national broadcast where he declared that Friday the 2nd would be a national holiday so politicians and citizens could demonstrate and show solidarity with the vice president. Many jumped to criticize this measure, mainly due to the fact that most workers were already asleep by the time it was announced. As for the attacker, Fernando Sabag Montiel, born in Brazil but living in Argentina, was arrested by the police and is currently being investigated. Shortly after, his girlfriend was also taken into custody, as investigators suspect that Montiel did not act alone. Video footage showed the 23-year-old woman with him the day of the attack, despite her saying in an interview that they hadn't seen each other for two days. Meanwhile, citizens took to the streets to protest. Plaza de Macho was filled with demonstrators calling the media and beyond to stop the hate, as most people consider the attack to be the result of years of hate speech and rifts. The first couple of days after the attack, there was some sort of political unity across parties. However, it didn't last long. Pro-government lawmakers and opposition deputies Clashed over culpability and the reactions to the event. Former President Mauricio Macri, for example, initially condemned the attempted assassination of the vice president and later accused Fernandez de Kirchner's allies of using the attack for political gain. This would be a good opportunity to reduce polarization, but the population has always been quite divided when it comes to Fernandez de Kirchner, with some loving her and others hating her. In fact, on Monday the 5th, a man was arrested for celebrating the attack. He posted a YouTube video last week in support of the attacker, calling him a Brazilian hero and Fernandez de Kirchner trash. He also said that the only thing he was sorry about is that the shot did not come out. After he posted the video, the police raided his home, as well as the so-called Kyle Rittenhouse Cultural Center in La Plata, where they found paintings and inscriptions linked to the far right. The name of the center itself is a reference to the Wisconsin teenager who shot two black men during Black Lives Matter protests in 2020. In terms of international repercussions of the attack itself, leaders from all across LATAM and UN Rights Office in Geneva expressed their solidarity. Even Jair Bolsonaro, Brazil's president and fierce critic of Fernandez de Kirchner, lamented the attempted shooting. Speaking of Brazil, China has booked many soybean cargos from both Brazil and Argentina in the last two weeks. This is partly because China has a series of festivals that run from the start of fall through the Lunar New Year, but also due to concerns of a potential weather issue in LATAM. There's a risk that the oceanic phenomenon, La Nina, may strike fiercely for the third consecutive year, and the crop will be disappointing. Right now, prices are cheaper in the Northern Hemisphere, which is why China is also investing heavily in American crops. In the meantime, Argentina's economy minister, Sergio Massa, has traveled to Washington to meet with officials from the United States government. A delegation of Argentine officials has been in Washington since the start of the week, meeting with the IMF to review the program of the repayment of the debt. In addition to the IMF officials, Massa is also hoping to unlock the disbursement of 800 million U.S. dollars for Argentina from the Inter American Development Bank, or IDB, which has been blocked since Alberto Fernandez questioned the IDB's management at the Summit of the Americas last June. Probably, the president will also be traveling to the U.S. in the upcoming weeks. These matters are key to finally being able to stabilize inflation, which is now expected to reach 99% by the end of the year and remain above 100% in the first half of next year, according to the consultancy firm EcoGo. Also on the topic of international relations, the police confiscated over 1,600 kilos of cocaine at a warehouse in Rosario in the Santa Fe province. The United Arab Emirates was the final destination for the drugs, which were to be shipped via the Paraná Waterway. Unfortunately, this seems to have become a consolidated entrance for transport of drugs coming from Bolivia or Peru purchased mainly by European buyers. On more positive export news, a striker from the Racing Football Club will be the first female Argentine footballer to be transferred to a club in another country. Rocio Bueno secured a one-year contract with the Italian team Sassuolo on loan with a fee and option to buy. Bueno is 29 years old and plays for the national football team, which recently finished second at La Cudia tournament in Spain. Speaking of Italy, the cast of the political thriller Argentina 1985 received a nine-minute ovation at the Venice Film Festival. Directed by Santiago Mitre, and produced by Amazon, the film pieces together what happened when the fledgling democracy's justice Department was charged with prosecuting nine members of the mil- former military junta responsible for the disappearance of more than three hundred thousand people. The film, which already represents one of the most significant moments in Argentine film history, will premiere in theaters on Thursday, the twenty ninth of September. In other news, that sounds like a thriller, but unfortunately isn't, four people died of a mysterious outbreak of pneumonia in the Tucuman province. After some research, health authorities informed the illness is likely caused by Legionella, the bacteria that leads to Legionnaire's disease. The disease has been linked to contaminated water or unclean air conditioning systems, Although most people recover from Legionnaires with antibiotics, certain patients can develop fatal complications. These things are especially hard to prevent in rural areas or places where most citizens live below poverty lines. Together with Santiago del Estero and Misiones, Tucumán is one of the provinces with the lowest salaries. According to a study by the Center for Production Studies, based on data from the Ministry of Productive Development, the provinces with the highest average salaries are those linked to energy and mining. Among the ten departments with the best salaries in the entire country, eight are Patagonian, with Magashanes topping the list. In this department in Santa Cruz, the average salary is around 360,000 monthly pesos, about $1,300 at the parallel exchange rate. And that's it for this week. So you've noticed we have no ads because we dislike them and respect your time. So if you want to help us out, buy one of our very cool t-shirts. Go to Rorschach.com and click on support or head over to the link in the show notes. They are wildly environmentally responsible, and as we said, very cool. Any questions? Email us at podcast at Nos vemos la próxima semana.